the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good everybody, or good morning, whatever it is in your time zone. 602-508-0960 is the phone number, 602-508-0960. And if you'd like to join us, you certainly can. And that's all you have to do, 602-508-0960. Okay, we're going to do some real quick business, and then we're going to go to the phones. SNS Tire is in Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. SNS Tire is on the second generation as many of our shop owners that we're finding today are. Their dad started it, and then Dan, and uh, gosh darn oh, I am. don't put me on the spot. I know, I know. Dan and his brother, mm-hmm. and it just slipped my mind, they both know how to run shops, and they're very, very good at what they do. And more important than anything else, that they've absorbed the honesty and the integrity of their father. So they're really good at what they do. One of the things they really do well is is that you can go in and say, I'd like you to look at my tires and give me three prices for four tires, and I have to I can write the check before you even start. So I'd like good, better, best. So if you're going to turn in your car and it's on leash, maybe you don't want to put the best tires on there. Or maybe you do want to put the best tires, or maybe you want the middle of the road. But anything from wheelbarrows to tractor tires, they've got your tire. So that's SNS Tire, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. Gina, you're up first. How can I help you today? Hi, great. Thanks. Okay, differential fluid flush. Should I get it or not? I mean, I don't. Have, I, this is basically a maintenance thing. Um, I just hear about it. It's like, well, you know, I haven't had it in 20 years. Maybe I should get it. I just don't want to mess things up that ain't broken. You know, if it ain't broken, don't fix it well. Sometimes I hear, right, when I make a sharp right turn, that's about it. So, should I flush okay. or not flush? <laughs> well, it's it's not really a fr- flush on a differential. It's a drain and refill. So, okay. we're going to actually drain and refill your transmission, and that easiest part of that is is just simply, what kind of car or truck are we talking about? Uh, it's an 89 Chevy Blazer. Okay. So, it's going to have a cover on the back of it. So, we're going to take the cover off and all the fluid's going to dump out. It's going to give us a chance to look at the, the pattern on the teeth of the ring and pinion. It's also going to give us a really good idea of if it's shed metal and normal differential shed metal. It's the amount of metal that the seasoned guys know what to do. Then we're going to put a new gasket, bolt up the cover, then there's a hole in the side, and we're going to fill it with gear lube until it starts to come out, and then we're going to stop. How many miles on your car or truck? Uh, 120. Okay. Truck. Have you And you've never done a differential service? Uh, no, I've had it for 20 years, and I uh, haven't done anything like that. Okay. Well, if I were you, I'd have it done, and you can call around and just tell them, I've got a rear-wheel drive GM. And um, I, I'm asked, you know, what, what will it cause for a differential service? 
and and I assume that you're going to pull the cover off the back and then now some guys are going to stick a straw in the fill hole and suck all the fluid out. That's okay. That's going to be cheaper. And they'll look at the fluid and say, you know, it looks good or it looks worn or it looks really bad. I think it's a better idea to pull the cover off of it so I can look inside. I want to see how the teeth are meshing, and I want to look how much metal it's shed based on that you've been around the world four times. So I'm more happy doing it that way, but if you want me to do just what we call a suck and fill, then, yeah, just stick a straw down in there, turn on the machine, suck out all the old fluid, put it in, and now you're probably in the vicinity of 75 to $85, I'm guessing. So that you've got those two choices. I would think you would do the first, you'd, you'd take the cover off so you could see everything. And then maybe if everything was okay, then the next time you did a service, which is going to be another eighty to 100,000 miles, maybe at that point you pull the, the uh, cover off. Or you can do a straw suck and fill because you've already done the cover the first time. So those are your options, okay? Okay, thanks. Okay, Bye. Think, uh-huh, bye-bye. And a service differential, I take notes on all you guys. Wayne, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, I need your help, Mark. Um, okay. I've got a 2001 Toyota MR2. It's pristine. Got 60,000 miles on it. The engine light went on. Took it to the guy that is a certified Toyota Lexus guy. And long and short, he said, we got to replace the canisters. I said, oh, I don't know what that is, but Okay. So that's done. That's $675. Um, about a week later, the light comes on again. So I bring it back, and he looks at it. And he has diagnostic equipment, by the way. So okay. he comes back, and he says, it's the, now my mind as an old guy, it's the, what do you call, where the, it's like where the, you can open and close valves. What is that? Purge valve? What is that? Is he talking oh, I'm about sorry, it's not a valve. You, you guys have been mentioning it all day and stuff. Anyway, bottom line is that's replaced. So now we're closing in at 800 And then I'm saying, you know what? Arizona law says I can take my car in within 90 days of the license coming due, and I can do, and I can get the inspection done. So I'm driving to the inspection. I am half a mile away. And the light comes on again. Okay. So uh, I'm going to take it back, but Mike, you know, what I'm concerned about is this. And there's no great answer for what I'm going to ask you, but I'll get your opinion. Okay. Do I take it back to the guy that has worked on my car for four years who is certified Toyota Lexus? Do I go to some other guy who's going to start all over and do the diagnostics again and charge me a hell of a lot more money? Um, what do you think I should do? I, I can't believe for the life of me why you're so kind about this. I, I can't believe that you've let him guess twice. Clearly, mm-hmm. both of them were guesses. If that guy worked for me, he'd be put on probation. And and then you talk about him being Toyota certified, which gives him godlike uh, skills. Well, he's not exhibiting his godlike skills. There's no question about that. For whatever reason, he's struggling. 
He probably doesn't have, and, and everybody's got a scanner, but do you have a smoke machine, and do you know what the smoke sh- machine does, and do you know how to use it, and what kind of information is you getting? Are you pulling vacuum on the fuel tank, or is the sensor that's supposed to tell the computer, I see vacuum, is that sensor bad? So you have to determine which one it is. So we're going to suck the fumes off the tank and burn them through the engine. But in order for the computer to know that the valve is open, then there's a sensor that says, oh, I see, no, I don't see pressure anymore. I see vacuum. And I'm simplifying everything to make my point. Um, Is it the same code every time? Or we don't know? Well, you know what? It was kind of crazy. I still went to the emissions place because I said, well, maybe there's something stupid not important. It failed. Well, so then they give you a code, but the code is kind of meaningless, is what I've been told. Like it's it's a generic code that could do, do thousands of things. So what I'm wondering, guys, bottom line, not to take up all of your your time, is this: I'm in surprise. Where do I take a car, an MR2, not not a Chevy or Ford that a lot of people uh, can work on? Knock it off! Knock it off! Your car uses injectors. It uses crankshaft sensors. It uses gasoline. It uses air. It mass has mass airflow sensor. It has spark plugs, just like the cheapest Fiat in the whole wide world. So okay. it, it's it's fundamentals. It's fun. If you go someplace else, you're going to have to go back to him, and you're going to have to say, "I made hundred dollars down, buddy." This guy fixed yeah. it. I've got 30 days behind it, and he's fixed it. Here's his old part. Now, I'll bet you didn't ask for the old parts, did you? Of course, I wouldn't know to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, if you did, you could go back to him and say, I've got 30 days. He fixed it. Here's his repair order. With all due respect, clearly you didn't. So here's right. my old canister, and here's my old whatever else. I'd like you to put those back on, and I would like to, you to give me a credit. But I want to tell you something. I if that guy that guy clearly hasn't doesn't have the skills or the talent that you think he does and he doesn't have the skills or the talent that I know he should have in order to be doing this job. And so I'm not going to put him on that presidential well that's a bad word in this yeah. climate today. I'm not going to put him in that godlike position of knowing, you know, all about Toyotas because clearly he doesn't. Now, mm-hmm. he could have easily fixed your car, then go drive it and watch what's going on. He could have clearly see if the monitor reset in it. You can't go, you can't turn off your, you can't have a light. Then what you do is, is you disconnect the battery and you think you're going to sail through emissions. That is not going to happen because in the middle of we fixed it to the middle of emission test is available, it's called a monitor. And the computer wants to see the engine go through a series of stop, go, fast, slow, left turn, right turn, how many times we start it. It's called um, uh, heat cycles, how many times do we get hot, how many times did it get cold. So there's no fooling the emissions anymore. So you have to be able to have the monitor reset, which shows success, and then you go through emissions. In his case, the light came on, and it, the monitor never reset. So he never kicked this problem's butt ever. So mm-hmm. I would, if you're going to go up north, um, if yeah, give me a, where are you at again? If you would, if let's say real simply, Bell and Grand. Okay, I'd go to Thunderbird Auto, 88th Avenue and Thunderbird. Thunder Auto. Yeah, and it's called Thunderbird Auto. Yeah. 
88th Avenue and Thunderbird. I'd go him and tell Tom, Mark Salem says that he doesn't have a chance in hell that he's going to be able to fix your MR2 and watch the veins in his neck pop. So, and, and tell him, I've taken it to a Toyota expert. This is called waving the flag in front of the bull. Okay, I've taken it to an expert in a Toyota guy, and he replaced a canister, and he replaced that, and here's his two bills. So uh, Mark Salem says, you're not going to be able to fix this, but I thought I'd give you a try. And if his, right, if I'll... the veins aren't popping out of his neck by the time you're done telling him that, I know what's going to happen. He has my cell phone. He's going to call me two minutes later, and he goes, and he's going to use bad words. But that's okay. He's the best guy in your area to pull this off. All righty, thank you very much, Wayne. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Real quick, let me tell you about Strictly Diesel. Nate at Strictly Diesel is one of the finest diesel technicians that I've ever met. He really is a very calm guy, unlike me sometimes. He's really very knowledgeable, and he works on light trucks light duties, Dodges, Fords, and Chevrolets. So he does some imports, but again, light duties. He doesn't do the big trucks. So he's at I-17 at Pinnacle Peak. He's been around a long time. You can go to their website and look at all their parts, because they have performance parts if you want cold air kits and stuff like that. But Nate really is a better business bureau, A-plus rated shop. So strictly diesel service and repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. We'll be back. Mark Levin explains what's legal and illegal. There's lots of things that are legal that may influence the outcome of a campaign that may make a candidate look positive. Everything's not illegal. And a non-disclosure agreement paid with private funds is not illegal. Matter of fact, it's done every damn day in this country. It's been done by the Southern District of New York. But they call it hush money when it comes to Trump. Oh, hush money. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Are you ready to get in, get out, and get paid flipping houses in the Phoenix area? If so, here's an amazing opportunity for you. The NV Real Estate Academy has created a three-step paper flip strategy that allows you to write an offer, sell the offer, and get paid. With this strategy, you'll learn how to flip a house without swinging a hammer or using any of your own cash or credit. Now, for a limited time, the NV Real Estate Academy would like to share this strategy with you for free. Call one 800 989 
1094 right now to get your free hidden treasures in wholesaling property kit and find out how to get paid writing offers. Call 800-989-2794 now and the NV Real Estate Academy will also give you four free tickets to a training workshop that also includes a free smartwatch and Nick Fertucci's new book, Seven Figure Decisions. All these gifts are free just for attending. Call 800-989-2794. That's 800-989-2794. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today. To hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot. Where truth matters. Salem sitting next to me is my wife and partner in car repair for 39 years, going on 40. In January, it'll be 40 years. Yep. Yep. In this, yeah. And and then I've we've been married just a little longer than that. I'm not allowed to tell you, but <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, we got married young, right? Yeah, we got. Yeah, we both married <laughs> when we were young. 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me tell you about Action Auto Repair real quick. Actions at I-17 in Deer Valley. He's a full service, family-owned operation. Tom runs it. He's been in business since 1983. I first met Tom before that in the early 80s. I was impressed with him then and all the way till now. I know he's honest. I know he's a good technician, and I know he hires good technicians. And the sin of a car repair shop is guessing with your money. And that's the reason why I teach people when a car shop calls you, you say to them, I understand your diagnosis, and you tell me I need a starter, but I need to know if this is a guess or a fix. And if it's a guess, whose money are we guessing, yours or mine? And you hold them to that fire. You hold their feet to the fire. Tom knows that. And it's really easy for those of us that have been in this business a long time to understand the importance of having the conversation with a customer about guessing and fixing. So you don't have to worry about that with Tom. He'll have that that conversation if he needs to. Otherwise, no conversation. He's, he's firm about his diagnosis, like the rest of us. But anyway, Action Auto Repair, northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. Jean, good morning to you. How can I help you? Um, happy birthday, Papa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, who am I speaking to? 
Nana. <laughs> Nana? Oh, oh, yeah. No, that's Josie. She's yeah, three years old. Josie. And her daughter Andy is our is our um is runs our operation yep. and she's our youngest girl. And she tricked me by using the word Jean because her name is Josie Jean. She's that's named right. after both of her grandmothers. So Josie, Nana and Papa love you, okay? Hey. Uh, love you. All right. See you we'll in a see, little bit. Yeah, we'll see you in a little bit. We're going to have a big birthday party. Alan's wife is her birthday, and then it's my birthday. So, um, and and I'm I'm going to be like 41, aren't I? Yeah, something you like keep that. Forgetting how old you are. All righty, Josie, we love you, baby. And Sam, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, I've got a question about the flywheel on automatic transmission. Okay. Like a 153 tooth versus a 168. This is for a small block Chevy. If you okay. don't have the right flywheel, what will happen? The starter won't work. Okay. This, so this it has everything to do with, yeah, because if the, it, it, and first of all, let's use the tr- right terminology. Let's call it a flex plate. Okay. 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 Because right. that's what it is, is the flex plate. Um, and, and here's the problem. You slide your starter into the, into the block mount. You don't even need the transmission on there. But when you put the flex plate on, if it's too big, the teeth will interfere with the starter. If it's too small, then the teeth from the starter will never engage the flex plate teeth. So okay. The is only it, thing is that, that... Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'm going to say, is that uh, a 168 tooth, is it bigger diameter or... The more teeth is the bigger diameter. Okay. Now, if I'm wrong, you should be able to buy both of them and overlay the both of them. And if I'm wrong, then you have to match the starter teeth. So I I would, if you're going to buy a flex plate, it's easy enough to buy, but I would probably take the starter motor with you and make sure that the starter motor's teeth are not fine, but the starter motor gear is is, is um, wide. So that's that. Now, why can't you just use the flywheel that or the flex plate that came off of the motor and the transmission? Why can't you just use that again? Well, I've I've had this problem with the starter, and I've I've called you on it before uh, about the the teeth meshing on a prior starter that I had about a year, and it went out, and so I checked what the uh, uh, the wear pattern was, and it was like two thirds or three fourths into the teeth. So I thought, well, I need to add a shim or two to get it further away. So I I did that, but I still get the same noise. The, the car will crank. It's in a 65 Chevy El Camino, okay. power glide, and 153 teeth. It, it'll crank. Sometimes when you go to start it, it it'll it, it hits like the like the uh, the drive hits, and then it doesn't engage, and then it'll crank and make a bunch of noise, and then it'll start. Okay, that sure sounds like it's way too tight. It's I mean, got, how many shims did you put in? I've I've got at least four, maybe five shims in there. Okay, then then we then we have to. And has this problem existed ever since you put this in? Well, it existed before. Okay. And then it started to go out about three or four years ago, and I just got a used one off a friend of mine, and did the same thing, and it, and it worked for about a year, and then the housing cracked. Okay. Well, the other starter that I put in uh, about a year ago, the same thing happened. It's it's got a had a crack in the housing again. Okay. Well, what part of town do you live in? I'm at 43rd Avenue and uh, Olive. Okay. 
Um, have you got a pencil handy? Yes. Okay. I'll g- I'm going to give you the name of a bunch of guys that can help you with this. <laughs> okay. But they're going to have to see the vehicle. Um, you can go to Har- Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue in Indian School. Bob's an old race car guy. He'll help you. I know he can fix it. I know Billy at 25th Street Automotive. 25th Street Automotive. He's an old drag racer. I know he can fix it. If you want to go north, then Tom Blackwell, he's a good friend of mine. He's ornery as all get out, um, and but he could fix it too. <laughs> so um, th- those are the guys that could pull this off. It, it it really um, has to do with blueing up the teeth and, and matching the teeth to the flywheel, to the teeth to the starter. Are, by chance, do you know what the starter number you're using is? Oh, gosh, I forget. It's like a 30, 36, 64 or something like that. 3610? Maybe maybe it's 3610. I, okay. I don't remember. All right, well, use the small-block uh, Chevys. But you said you had a 383, but that's still a small-block Chevy that's just been poked, right? No, no, it's only a 350. Oh, okay, well, it's then. A, it's only a 350, okay. and, and it's a, it's a block mount, uh, one bolt shorter than the other. Yes. Block mount starter. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I, I would take it over there, and, and, and or you can go to Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange at 40th Street in Washington. He, I mean, he, all those guys know what to do. And and what you're describing is is the fact that it's it's gnashing the teeth when you go to fire it, and it won't release the teeth, and now you have wear on the teeth. It's either got the wrong starter, the wrong flywheel, or we need to reshim something. We need to take some shims out. But see, it, it doesn't make sense to me because if you got a bunch of shims in there and you're still clashing teeth, it's probably not a shim issue. So in that particular case, then I would be going with you, a flywheel or a starter. But I think it's 3510 is your starter. I could be wrong, but I'm just trying to work off memory. And What was that number? 3510. A 3510, not a 3610? Oh, 3610. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, 3610. 36, so I think if, of... you, if, you look at the, if you look at the parts book and you go to the parts store, everything... Every small block Chevy, all through the 70s and probably the 80s, the 3610 was the starter. It's just the starter for the small block Chevy during that time frame. So all right. What kind of I, price would they charge me for this? I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. It's, they're okay. going to tell you, you know, it's this much. It's going to be between this and this. They're all going to give you ranges. But i got to run because i got 10 seconds to go. But those guys could fix this up. 602-508-0960. we got Bob next, and we'll be back right after this. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Ford, Lincoln, and Mercury owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. Listen to America's 401k show every Saturday at 9 p.m. here on 960 The Patriot, presented by Estate Preservation Advisors. Scott Bird, founder and president of Estate Preservation Advisors, is a certified senior advisor and a graduate of Tufts University in economics. Scott has been an annuity and life specialist assisting retirees for over 15 years. Let Scott help you plan for your future. Call today, 480-385-2800, 480-385-2800. Hey, guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Zeros and ones. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich? No. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All about that demon on the everybody. It's uh, 34 minutes after the hour of uh, 11 o'clock, and I guess I should just bring my headphones up here just a little bit so I can hear myself. Nevertheless, let me tell you real quick about Autodynamics. He's one of the largest and most trusted service centers in the Sun City area. He's been around a very long time, since 1982. Again, they're on their second generation. Chuck Nide opened it, and Derek Nide is now running it. And if the truth be known, Derek's a little better businessman than Chuck is. <laughs> I think he would be proud that I said that. So Automotive Dynamics has great staff, great me- mechanics, and Derek is trying something that's kind of new, and I'm impressed that he's trying this. He, his mechanics are not paid a commission or a percentage of your repair bill, and therefore he doesn't have to spend all the staff and all the time 
to ensure that they're not selling unnecessary parts or repairs. So if you're looking for a great shop in the Sun City area, may I recommend Automotive Dynamics on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Bob, you're up next. I'm sorry it took so long to get to you, but you've got the floor. Okay, thanks so much. Hey, I've got a uh, 2015 Jeep Cherokee Latitude. And uh, two months ago, and I, I gave in to my wife and decided to turn on the navigation system. Okay. Uh, um, it worked pretty good for about a month and then a month and a half. And then on our way from Iowa to here, it crapped out to the point where it thinks it's in, in, in Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, the compass keeps on going around in circles. Uh, I called up uh, the the uh, customer service, and they said, uh, drive in a circle uh, 10 times counterclockwise, and that should cure the problem. Well, it didn't. You got any ideas? Yeah, I want you to follow the procedure exactly like the manual says. And there's going to be a, a, a procedure in your manual that's going to tell you how to recenter the, the compass and find north. And typically, they're right, but there's a lot more to it than just going out there and doing circles and hoping some policeman doesn't stop you for being looking like you're an idiot. But I know that all of our cars have that same thing. Now, if you do exactly what the manual says, and you just go into the area of the compass, if you do exactly what the manual says and it doesn't fix it, then you're going to go back to the dealer and say, this didn't fix it. And okay. there's probably a software update that's related to that. So okay. we, we normally see that on a regular basis. Now, my wife's Ford not too long ago, and it's called the F car in our family. Um, uh, <laughs> did you have something to <laughs> fantastic say? Fantastic car, Yeah, fantastic. Yes. <laughs> I got your fantastic. You're talking about one of those found on road dead. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the first Ford in my family in like 250 years. So it was a it was the day I was home and I was sicker than heck, and her and my daughter-in-law went out and both bought Fords. That's right. Anyway, um, in her car, in her case, she had an intermittent rear uh, rear backup camera. And I mean to tell you, we did everything imaginable. We cleaned the connections, and it would intermittently not work, and sometimes it would work fine for days. So finally, we couldn't figure it out. But we did know this, that the neutral safety switch was telling the computer that we were going into reverse, and we knew that the computer was telling the camera to come on. So we could find that signal. We knew it wasn't a neutral safety switch. Because unless the neutral safety switch tells the computer it's in reverse, <laughs> then it doesn't know to turn on the back. So we put the camera in it. I don't remember how much that was. Do you remember a couple hundred dollars? Uh, yeah, I, I want to see. Two to three hundred? Yeah, two okay. to three, I think. Two to three hundred dollars. And we stuck it in there, and it's been fine ever since. Okay. And we, we, we put up with that for a long time. And consider that I own a repair shop. Um, we put up with it for a long time because I wanted to be able to hone in on what it was because it could have been the PCM and it could be a lot of other things. So in your particular case, the very best thing I can offer you is, is to go do the compass recertification exactly like the manual says. Now, it could be something silly like honk the horn twice and wave a dead chicken around your head, but it's not going to be as simple as just driving the circle ten times. And you okay, have to be uh, I wouldn't... I looked in the owner's manual, and I couldn't find anything there for it. Which manual are you talking about? The, the owner's manual. It's in yeah. the owner's manual for compass, compass recirculation. Okay, yeah. I'll try All that. Right. Thanks right. so much. You betcha. Thank you very much. Dale, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, I don't know if this is a generic or vehicle statistic. Big problem, but I'll tell you the vehicle, even though I know I've become a de- object of derision. Okay. Uh, it's a 2001 Ford Ranger with a 2.3 liter four. 
Okay. Uh, the problem is I had to reset the computer uh, after doing a repair, and the drive cycle for this is, well, let's put it this way. I put on over 250 miles since I did the reset on all kinds of driving, and I'm still coming up with the EGR as not ready. It's not throwing codes. It's driving better than it's ever driven since I bought it seven years ago. But it's not coming ready, and I'm worried that when I get down to the smart control, they'll look at it and say, nope, can't do it. Well, they're they're not going to let you come in if you have a code. So okay, that's what I'm saying. It is not throwing code. All it's doing is I've got one of those little plug-ins uh, for the for the uh, diagnostic sem- connector, yeah, and uh, a program for my tablet that shows me the current state of all of the uh, pieces. Okay, uh, well- and everything shows ready now, except uh, EGR and evaporative. Okay. And like I say, I've been ordinarily those will all clear if I drive it for about seventy or eighty miles. So where do I look? Well, you're asking me to diagnose it through your eyes, and what you're saying to me is completely foreign to me. I don't know anything about an iPad. I don't know anything about some trouble issues without a code. In spite of the fact that this car's seventeen years old. So it's OBD1, more than likely it's OBD1, and then we have OBD2 now. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to grasp, you know, it's, there's a couple of things. There should be no trouble codes, no trouble issues, no trouble messages on your PCM. And I don't know how if you have some trouble, and whether you call it a code or not, you've got some trouble coming up on whatever you're using, then the monitors shouldn't have reset, and so you're telling me on one hand that the monitors have reset. On the other hand, you have this problem in, that you're getting on your laptop. If that's the case and the check engine light's not on and the monitors are reset, then go down and see if it'll pass. If it doesn't pass, then ask them why it doesn't pass. And I'm probably pretty sure, I've been wrong before, that they're going to tell you that it didn't pass because it has trouble codes. Now, I don't know how you have trouble codes with monitors that are clear because they go hand in hand. But if you, if what you're telling me is the truth, to the best of your electronic ability, then and the monitors have reset and you can see that, and then you don't have a check engine light on and you know the check engine light works. Go down there and see what happens. That's what I'd do. Anyway, i got to run. Thank you very much. Dale, 602 We'll be back in a minute. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. 
How would you like to make an extra $1,200 to $7,800 monthly safely investing in real estate tax lien certificates? Hi, I'm Tony Martinez, co-founder of USTLA, and over the last 20 years, I've been investing in tax lien certificates, making 16% to 25% secured fixed returns while acquiring highly discounted properties mortgage-free. Now, I want to show you how to with my 50-page revealing report called Proof Why Tax Lien Certificates Are the Superior Vehicle for Your Financial Success. In my report, you'll learn where to find tax lien certificates, how to save safely earn 16 to 25% secured fixed returns and how to acquire valuable real estate at huge discounts mortgage free. Now for a limited time, I'll give anyone that calls a free copy of my powerful new report. Call 800-221-9582 now to get Tony's free report. 800-221-9582 in the next 30 minutes and Tony will give you two free tickets to his live training coming to the Phoenix area at a $300 value. 800-221-9582. That's 800-221 9582. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a team practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the why as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the why. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. 46, 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. We're here every Saturday. And I'm going to go back real quick before I get to Jim, and I'm going to go back and find out, find the guy with the flywheel starter issue, Sam. Sam, 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 if you're listening. I have it from the authority on transmissions, a guy that knows more about transmissions than I'll ever know, even if I live to be 200 years old. He says, "Tell your small block Chevy guy that he has a hundred. He should use a hundred and sixty-eight tooth flywheel with no weights. <laughs> so there's flywheel with weights that balance, and then there's flywheel with no weights that don't need balance. So he's saying you need a hundred and sixty-eight teeth and no weights. So that's the way I interpret his message. But I got the one sixty-eight in there for sure, Sam. So if you're wondering about the two flywheel, according to Alger." who's one of the best transmission guys I've ever met in my life and well-versed on the older model cars. He's saying 168, so see what happens. Let's go to the phones. Jim, uh, I've got you. What can I do for you? Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Uh, Last spring, I decided to put my 2008 Subaru out back in storage, and the battery was nicely charged, so I hooked up a a float charger to it, and... uh, during the summer, I checked it periodically. I'd open the car door, and the interior lights went on nice and bright, and 
I figured that was a good sign. But last week I uh, disconnected the float charger, got in the car, put the key in the ignition, turned the key, and bam, the battery exploded. What would cause that? Well, there's a spark somewhere either inside. And, and let me ask you this so people understand. That's probably the loudest explosion you've ever been adjacent to, isn't it? It's a good thing I was wearing my Depends. <laughs> You're exactly right. i got to tell you, there's been times in my shop where we've created a spark on top of a battery that's gassing. And the explosion feels like a semi just hit the main part of the building at 80 miles an hour. It is un- Now, I hope you got the hose out immediately and washed everything down as fast as you could. Hopefully? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. All right, so you had a spark either inside the battery or outside the battery. Let me poke some holes in what you're thinking. The, the trickle charger was right. Did it blow the caps off or did it blow the whole top of the battery off? Uh, it, it was a sealed battery. It blew... Uh what were the caps blew them off and uh, blew four four holes in the battery case itself okay okay more than likely the explosion occurred within so it's it's because of the explosion of the battery but there's no guarantee of that we have a spark either on top of the battery or inside the battery that's all there is to it the fact that the light came on doesn't mean anything because the light needs a half an amp and you know the battery at eight at eight volts, nine volts, ten volts can pop the light on. So that's not it. When you hit the key, you said to this battery, "Give me all you got." And when it charged up to give you all it's got, it blew up. So I think what you do is is go back with a good battery, put it in there, and then this is what I want you to try. I I want you to plug in your your battery maintenance device. And um, I want you to let it sit for three or four days. I want you to, do you have a voltmeter by chance? Yeah. Okay, good. Go hit the two terminals, and under the best of conditions, you're going to be pretty close to 13 volts. Okay? Then I want you to take off your battery tender and let it sit for a couple of days, and you better have pretty close to the same voltage. Now, if it was a, if one number one battery was a sealed battery, then you're not allowed to put water in it. But a spark underwater is not a spark. So sometimes what happens is, is even though they say sealed, you can tip them sideways and you can see the water level is well below the plate. So then we just unscrew those stupid caps, pull the label off the top, unscrew the cap and put some distilled water or just regular water in it. So uh, like I said, a spark underwater is not a spark. So it could have easily been something that caused it to drop in, in voltage or drop in in if you overcharge it, it's going to consume uh, electrolyte. And so that's when you start dropping the down below the plates and the plates spark and it blows up. The other thing it, I want it, you to do is is when it's running, I don't want to see anything more than 4, 14.5. So when you start it up, remember we're doing these voltage tests, you're going to hold the idle up high or have your wife hold the idle up kind of high, and I don't want to see anything more than 14.5. And if you see something in the 15 range, then you have a problem with the alternator and regulator. And we're is boiling it, the water out of the battery. That's what's happening. Okay? Is it, po- is it possible the float charger was defective and it overcharged the battery? It's not likely. And and let me change your question. Mark, have you ever seen a tender go crazy in the average? No. I've seen them work and not work. And, and trust me, I have, uh, up at the ranch, I probably have four tenders running 
on a bunch of my farm equipment, my excavators and my tractors and my bobcats and my high lift and stuff like that. So I haven't never had any problems in the last 10 years with four or five. And then I have a tender on my Polaris and my Honda Quad that I use to go round up horses sometimes. So I've never seen a bad tender, never. Okay, I mean, I've seen well. them bad when they quit working, but I've never seen one overcharge anything. So for some reason, the electrolyte uh, level went down. Yeah, it, it could have been at the very beginning. or But that's why I want you to check the battery. After a couple of days, I want you to check the battery. Because if it's up there north of 14.5, then the tender is bad. I, I don't want it to charge more than 14.5. And then when okay. you take it off, it's going to be about 14. And that's those yeah. are the two numbers I want to see. Well, I've already put a new battery in it, and everything's working fine. Okay. But uh, I, I will check. Uh, yeah, I want to make. I don't want to use the. I don't want to use the float charger again, without testing it as, okay. you, as you've asked me to. So good. And, and let me good. change. Let me change my numbers. I, I'm wrong. I want you to write down this thirteen five and thirteen. I don't know where I got the fourteen five, but when we charge a battery, we we might go up to fourteen volts, and we might go up to that's high idle, alternator running wide open. So that's fourteen. I was under the impression that a float charger maintained the voltage at which it was when it was hooked up, and it wouldn't take it above that. That no. it's not a it's not a charger; it's just a maintainer. I understand, but we need to maintain it at 13 volts. Okay. Well, that's fully charged. So we didn't know that for years and years and years. But like I said, everybody agrees today. 12.1 is 10 percent. 12.5 is 50 percent, and 13 is 100 percent. So it's not uncommon for me to hook up a battery that has 12.2 volts in it and go back, and I'm going to use it, so I'll stick it with my voltmeter, and it has 13 with the tender off of it. So I've brought it up from a low 12 to a 13. I'm pretty happy about that. So it's not going to maintain it because if you plug it in and it's 12.1, maintaining 12.1 is not a good idea. Okay. All righty. Thank you for the education. Okay, Jim, thank you very much. Had a lot of good information, and... As as with most of us guys, um, we 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 know how to say yes and no, but few of us know how to say I don't know. <laughs> and the I know and the I don't know comes from the ladies at the front counter of the auto repair shop because you ask them a question and and at the appropriate time they say I don't know, but you can interview a hundred guys at the front counter. And, uh, and especially if you ask them a question about what's the compression ratio on your car, they'll throw something at you. <laughs> but it, and I make fun of the difference between men and women because in my industry there is a significant difference. When we talk about men and women, women will make the noise in the lobby full of people, and guys won't. Guys will describe the noise, but most of the time the noise is different to them than it is to us. So vibrations are different. The women will will ask them questions. Does it shake the seat of your pants? Does it shake the steering wheel? Does it shake the passenger side front seat? There is specific reasons we ask that. If it shakes just the steering wheel, the vibrations in the front end of the car. If it shakes just your butt, then the vibrations in the back of the car. If it shakes the seat next to the driver and the steering wheel, then we got a vibration throughout the car. So that helps us diagnose it. So the few minutes you spend at the front counter with questions and answers, then and then that's really good time because it's going to save you diagnostic time. Don't let anybody sell you anything before you check the owner's manual. There's a lot of um, 
repair shop. First of all, let me tell you that the repairs industry is suffering because in the last three, four, five years, the cars that came out before before this problem, everybody had a 30, a 60, a 90 maintenance stop. Virtually every car and truck out there had a slew of stuff that needed to be done at 30, 60, and 90. Today, it's all gone to 75 to 100. We have very few stops. We might have a fuel filter stop between zero and, and 80 or 90,000 miles. So we've lost all of this maintenance because the car comes with synthetic transmission fluid, synthetic differential fluid, synthetic engine oil. It's got spark plugs that go 110,000 miles. The battery will go. The alternator is some more sophisticated. We have all this going on. So you can imagine if you were like me and you owned an auto repair shop and you saw sales falling, you might decide that you want to start selling people something that you know that doesn't fit within the parameters of their owner's manual. It's not uncommon for people to tell me that they have a two-year-old car and the shop's telling them they need to change their fluid and their transmission at 35. And I ask them to look at the owner's manual, and that's not what it says. And then sometimes I'll hear this. I'll hear, well, the service writer said that the owner's manual's not written for Arizona. Okay, so the service manual's not written for Arizona. So this is what you say when you hear that. You put on your, your, your smile and you say, you know, I didn't know that. Um, why don't you order me an Arizona owner manual and I'll come and pick it up? Because there's no such animal. So he's either not going to call you back, he or she, the service writer you're talking to, at a, at a chain store, at an independent repair shop, or at a dealership. I don't care. This happens across the board. So the service writer is going to say, uh, okay, and he's not going to call you back, him, he or she, or they'll call you back and say, oh, we're out of them. But I promise you there's no such thing as an owner's manual written for Arizona, and your owner's manual is written for South Dakota, North Dakota, North Minnesota, North Wisconsin when it's below zero, all the way Death Valley, all the way on I-10 from California to Florida, which is the worst highway there is. The heat there is, is significant. So this idea that your owner's manual wasn't written for Arizona is just a ploy to get you to do more service because that's income that's been lost to our industry. I'm living proof, and so is a lot of guys in this town, that you can still stick to the owner's manual or specific symptoms. Now, your owner's manual may say that you flush your brake fluid at 80,000 miles, but if it starts looking like dark iced tea, you need to do it now. Everybody agrees. If you pull the dipstick on the transmission and the fluid smells burnt, you need to do it now. If you look at the coolant and it's brown, rusty coolant, you need to do it now. But if the coolant's orange or blue (laughs) or yellow or green and it's nice and clean, then it doesn't need it unless the balance is off. So we 50-50 coolant and water is 34 below zero. So we have equipment to test it. So if we test yours and it's 10 above zero, you don't have enough coolant. you got more water than coolant. So those are the... That's the kind of symptom you want to talk about with, you want your shop to use those kinds of numbers to tell you what you need. So I know what your owner's manual says, but come on out here. I'm going to show you brand new brake fluid and you look at the iced tea that's in your master cylinder. That show and tell is what you really hope for. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address. My website is MarkSalem.com. 
dot com. Mark with a K, Salem like the cigarette, Salem like the witches. We'll be back next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.